Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Are you ready to experience motivation, magic, miracles, and messages from spirit? Discover the hidden secrets of astrology, numerology, destiny cards, and more. Learn how to use ancient wisdom for the modern world. You are entering into the higher realms with Jeremy Ryden. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad you're watching Higher Realms, where we explore all things mystical, spiritual, holistic, metaphysical. It's just a time where we soar in our spirit. We hear messages from above. We gain teachings about the things that are eternal in nature, our spirit, our soul, our eternal essence. And what a show we have for you tonight. Tonight, I am so glad to bring on my very special guest, the one and only Jacob Cooper. Hello, Jacob. I'm so glad you're on Higher Realms, my friend. Oh, it's such an honor to be with you, my long-term friend and colleague. Um, it's been a couple of years, but it's so good to be back here with you, Jer. Jeremy. Yeah. You can call me Jared. It's all good. Jared, you know, yeah. 
for those that are watching, Jacob, uh, he's a social clinical worker. He's also a, a certified hypnosis, helping people to go back into their past lives, to go back into the different dimensions of their soul. And even what he's been doing for many years is the traveling circuit of sharing and speaking about his near-death experience, his NDE, which there's so much fear surrounding death nowadays, especially with the COVID-19, and there's so much uh, misinformation and not enough information. And, you know, tonight we're going to be able to bring somebody on this platform that not just guessing, not just supposing, but as literally can give us insight on what it's like to take that last breath when we wake up on the other side. So if you have any near-death questions that you would like to ask, uh, feel free to throw those in the comments because we do have a live comment section. And if you're watching this by replay, uh, you know what? You're going to enjoy it. Look up Jacob L. Cooper. We'll get his website out there where you can reach to him. If you would like to get some past life regression work done, he can do this over the internet, over this uh, 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 online. So there's no excuses. No matter what part of the world you're in, we can connect you with the one and only wonderful Jacob. Jacob, let's just dive right on into it, my friend. Uh, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what does the term NDE mean? Yes. So that's a wonderful question, Jeremy. Thank you for, for asking that. Uh, Near-death experience terminology um, was really coined uh, by the pioneer, brilliant, groundbreaking Dr. Raymond Moody um, in his book, Life at, I'm sorry, Life After Life. And I will pull it out here for all of you to see. This is Raymond's book, Life After Life. This is written in 1975 by Dr. Moody, who has a degree in philosophy and psychiatry. And so much of the book was studying his studies of the phenomenon and a set criterion for it. Uh, but basically, near-death experiences, and you could look up Raymond's book to really pinpoint a lot more of the set criteria here in Life After Life. But essentially, it's when the physical body is close to death or stops and our own awareness or what we term, term as consciousness goes on and it continues. Not only does it continue, but it's expanded. It's, a, you know, it's awakened. Um, there's the euphoric type of near-death experience that I had and I write about in my own book that's coming out called Life After Breath. Um, but there's also some people experience some distressive types of near-death experiences. And so what's happening right now is the whole um, platform and scene for near-death experiences are really expanding as all forms of consciousness is expanding near-death experiences. You know, it's not that people are having them, you know, I guess you could say more often with advancements of science and medicine, but it's becoming a lot more known and less stigmatized as we're seeing more and more people coming out within their own journeys and experiences. I hope that makes sense. Um, if you have any follow-up questions on NDEs. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. What I, I, Several things, everyone out there that I love about this is one is because of scientific studies and things that they're able to do when people are dying, they're showing that the consciousness does live on and that consciousness is still aware even as the body is shutting down. And so uh, it's 
what has also been nice is several doctors in neurology and different departments who were atheists, who did not believe in any of the afterlife, have their own profound near-death experience, which literally has changed their perspectives. And so you can see a lot of more writing out there. And so uh, also for those of you that are interested about how your soul expands, my book, Your Soul Story, every once in a while I put a plug on that. Uh, on, on Your Soul Story, I talk about uh, the purpose of the soul in this incarnation and how it expands and why I believe the soul uh, is your internal essence will live on. You can get that at Amazon.com or go to my website, DivineSparkMinistries.com. Real quickly, uh, let me ask this question, Jacob. Why do you believe, we're going to hear more about your near-death experience, and this might tie into it, but why do you believe in past life, past lives? Yes. Um, you know, what I would say is the differentiating component of religion versus the stuff that we do is so much of it is based off of direct experiences. And so um, I don't try to have you know, a magical thinking or mystical kind of thought, but rather mystical direct experiences, mm. wishful thinking. And so kind of the, the old Buddhist approach that I have towards my experiences where you burn away all the stuff that we kind of imagine and we go off of evidence and what you've seen, not what you want to. And, yes. Uh, and so for me, early on in life, I had what I would call spontaneous past life recall, whereas a child... Oftentimes when I was in a deepened kind of altered state of consciousness, and it wasn't necessarily lying on the table. It could just be running out and playing on the sports field as an athlete. I would just get these images that would come out of nowhere. And you could say that they were images and I had them. But what did it for me was a validation where I would, let's say, sit in, you know, in a intuitive reading and exactly what I connected to, to the dotted T, they would pick up on. And this happened more than, over more than one occasion. It's written in my upcoming book. And so for me, other people tapping in these things without saying a word, there was validation. And also within my own near-death experience, uh, you know, we're in our own brains, we're in our own minds within this body. And so when I suffocated the linear mind stopped, you know, the this moment, next moment, all that stuff. And it was just one massive moment that was beyond this body, this time. And so there was no limitations uh, that were in my way. And so that included past life recollection and its influence in, you know, this lifetime. And that's such a great message and point that you make, you know, in your own book, uh, because it, it's such a pivotal message. We get here... We're asked to just go, go, go and to use our brain, but not to use our soul. Yes. And we're not just a brain. We're, we happen to just be a spiritual being in this body, but we're taught that we're this body. Uh, and that's all that we are. And so whatever we are, we tend to morph into and become. Can you tell us a little more about your suffocation when that happened and, and what took place? Sure. That? Sure. To preface, it happened at, chronological age of three. Um, but this experience wasn't a bodily experience as much as it was more of a soul experience. And if you do believe in soul age over chronological age as our real age, 
then that was a vantage point that it happened as, as a timeless eternal soul, not necessarily so much three, you know, it was yes and no. Uh, but I was three years old and I had a uh, whooping cough. And as a result of whooping cough, I, I suffocated. Mm-hmm. And it happened in a playground when I was climbing a ladder. And as I was climbing up the ladder, my breath shortened, and then I literally suffocated. And so hence the name Jacob and Jacob's Ladder. Uh, if you're familiar you know, with, I guess, Genesis, when Jacob was fleeing his brother Esau, and he slept in Bethel, what he called Bethel, and had the dream of the angels going up and down the ladder. Um, so there's a lot in the name, and I know you are really, really study that in numerology and symbology of, of names, and I do think there's so much in our name that our soul calls at in this lifetime. So once the brain, there's a saying that Marianne Williamson says that I love. She says, uh, my, she says, our brain cracks and God could come in. Mm. So literally that happened to me where literally my brain cracked and the realm of spirit came in. And Absolutely. So, yeah. Now for the, for the rest of you, he's not saying do crack so you can get into spirit. No, no drugs. All right. No. <laughs> or, or, I, I get that all the time where people will ask me in my workshops, how do I get this? How do I do this? Should I try <laughs> running into a car? I want that euphoric experience. No. And I, you know, I have to say is th- there's a double-edged sword of the near-death experience, um, particularly having it at such an early age and taking out of the conditioning and, and trying to just, you know, play the human game and just being taken out of that and seeing things so differently. It, it was very hard to come back and never look at things the same way. Also, suffocating is, you know, when people die, they suffocate usually unless they're, you know, unfortunately, it's suicide attempt or murdered, stuff like that. But that's how they go is a, is a deep, you know, heavy kind of breathing. And so I had to live with that repressed, suppressed trauma for until this day. That was very, very frightening and scary. And, and so I, I'm thankful, you know, for the near-death experience because I see it as a gift. But uh, I also saw it as, some, you know, a lot of different stuff that I had to work through until this day. So um, we live in a society that looks at the last image and not yeah. so much the whole other stuff that led to that point. Absolutely. Did you see any angels? Was there any kind of visual or is it just a feeling in your spirit when you cross? Well, I'm looking at one right now, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Not your guides, you. (laughs) But, um, you you know, my body was lifeless and it felt like an eternity that I was in the other side. You know, time did not exist there. But literally, I was able to look from out of my body and I could feel my soul's presence just on the side, kind of, you know, and I was looking around all the people that were there with me at the park and literally in front of my eyes were a sea of angels that were floating Mm -hmm. peacefully. And these are brown gold, like cherubim, kind of like they were, and they weren't literally looking at me. They were just looking ahead and I could hear high-pitched sounds and frequencies. And I almost, you know, at the time when I was seeing all this, it was just this filter, right? And so we have this physical filter. And on the other side, there's just another, you just turn up a dial and there's this other heavenly filter that 
that is there. And literally, much like I'm looking at you through the eyes of spirit, I was looking at the angels and it was profound. And I also was able to see my spirit guides to, mm. to both sides of myself, which was profound too. You know, at the time I knew their names instantaneously and there's some memory lapse. I mean, obviously it happened 27 right. years ago, but I, till this day, I don't necessarily, you know, everyone has different experiences with their guides. Some go deeper and deeper. I know that they're there. I feel them around me. I sense them, but I don't, you know, know exactly to this day their names. I have sometimes feelings of their names, but in the moment I knew instantaneously their names. You know, I like how you talked about how you saw the orbs, the different colors, the different frequencies. You know, science already tells us that there's so much more color in this universe that our eyes are not able to uh to see and when we cross over is instantaneous your eyes are able to see a full spectrum of things that are here all along but now we'll be able to, to see it because we're able to have those spiritual eyes the same thing with spiritual ears Jules said I was just thinking about that uh, does an NDE cause a PTSD and uh, meaning how some people may have post uh, traumatic stress disorder from even though it was a pleasant experience in the spirit, their body still has to deal with some of those, um, the crossing over part. Oh, oh 100%. Um, and I'm not alone with this. I know you were mentioning some doctors who, who had this. I'll give you one example. Uh, Dr. Eben Alexander, who, who wrote the book, I'm blanking on it. Um, his book was called The Proof of Heaven, and then he had The Map of Heaven. But he was at Harvard Neurosurgeon. And in Eben's experience, much like mine, there was this kind of dark, very dark, lonely, very low sensation that seemed to last forever that he was experiencing. And it was just, he just felt trapped for eternity in that darkness, in that kind of, I forget the term that he used in his, in his book, but it was very dark. And I'm not, a, I'm not alone, you know, in that regard. Uh, but that, could be quite traumatic it's it's a real bug out in a way if you ever you know have had those it's 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 in the moment traumatizing and and afterwards thankfully um right now there's a lot of therapists that are able to really counsel you know people who've had it i know i do that professionally but if you want i could post a link of a wonderful resource for anyone who's had let's say a near-death experience, out-of-body experience, or any transformative experience, and someone that you can talk to on a hotline, you know, that are available. This is called the American Center for Integrative Spiritual Experience, Spiritual Transformative Experience, or ACISTE, ASSIST it's called. And they're wonderful. They have a lot of available counselors that's that's so important that we have people to go to for these things because family and others might might judge. Absolutely. And, and, Tiffany, if you can throw Jacob's website down, because Jacob himself can help a lot of you in a session, either with past life regression or talk about your NED. And there it is right there, jacoblcooper.com. I'm encouraging everyone to at least check out his uh, website and get ready for his book that will be coming out later uh, next year. And Robin had asked, she says, I've never had a near-death experience, but I've had an outer body experience. Is that similar? Yeah, you know, there's there's umbrellas of expanded of consciousness. And many times within these parallel experiences, there's crossover. Um, so at OBEs are, are, are very, you know, very common. 
A lot of people have those. Sometimes trauma could relate to that, something very scary and just a jolt and shock to our system where it's so difficult for us. We leave our body to protect, you know, ourselves. Uh, the most notable OBE I know of was Shirley MacLaine and out on a limb when she was in, I believe, Peru. And she went off until the astral plane and she was out of space and then came back. So a lot of people connect to the Sylvia, Sil, not Sylvia, Silver Cord. I know Sylvia Brown spoke about Silver Cords all the time, but kind of like in our gut center, they connect to this. And there's this string of eternal consciousness going out of their, out of their body. But uh, there's so many different umbrellas of these experiences. A new one, which a colleague and dear friend of mine, who's my who's my biggest mentor, is called the shared death experience, which is phenomenal because you can make the argument that in a near death experience, let's say the body shuts down, and some people say you're hallucinating, which I dispute. But to be fully conscious in your body and having no physical things happen to you. And then having someone close to you and joining them as they cross over, that's that's quite uh, phenomenal. That's called the shared death experience. And a lot of people have that through pets or loved ones you know, when they're about to go and they literally join them when they when they cross over and they come back. So that's interesting, too. You know, we've got a couple questions for you. And I'm loving this, Jacobs. Thank you for taking the time to be with us here tonight. Uh one of the things people are asking is, do you think people pre-plan the NDE before birth, before this incarnation? Yeah, you know, I, I think really a lot of something so profound as that, I would say more times than not that that was, you know, premeditated, that was planned. I'll give you an example from my own experience. I can only speak from my experience. That's how I kind of go with Um in my last carnation, you know, I, I hit the wall and I had a big downfall and fall from grace and I lost faith and I took my own life. Mm. So I do believe from completion, we, we begin, we continue where we left off. And so a lot of it, when my own karmic duty was in this own near-death experience is trusting that allegorical reference of the light at the end of the tunnel putting faith over our own anxiety. Sometimes we put more stock in our own thoughts, temporary thoughts and judgments than we do in the eternal grace and light. Oh, that's, that's good. Um, and that's so good. my okay. own- Let's stop right there. Can you yeah. say that sentence again? Yeah. Sometimes, and people speak about this, they dice it up. They call it the ego or edging God out. But sometimes we put more inventory and more stocks in our own fears, our own judgments, our own expectations versus the unseen, intelligence, the sacred silence, whatever you refer to that as. And so my near-death experience was a direct reconnection as I was going forward in this human experience to remember uh, what I was always connected to and the temporary illusions of pain in the eternity of this light that I was always connected to that I could never be harmed nor damaged, just temporarily removed if I so allowed it to. And so man death experience was really not so much about myself. It was a little bit, but more so through other people who were hitting that wall. And I know right now we're seeing an all-time high and record of a suicides. You know, I see it in my own field, you know, with people just having this endless 
you know, heaviness of darkness that they're stuck in, you know, and learning to just go through that darkness and, and get to that eye of the hurricane, so to speak, and the calm, the storm that's always there. And my near-death experience taught me that, that within, you know, that thick of chaos is that endless eternal light. And when we're able to do that, all this other stuff goes and it becomes a nothingness that it always was. It was just a temporary distraction uh, from what we're always connected to. Man, there is so much gold. So thank you, Jacob. Everyone listen. I hope you listen to what he said, because really in higher realms, this is an eternal truth. We get so occupied with our fears, what's going on, the stress in this earthly world, that it almost drowns out our faith that there is something beyond this life that is even more real than this time that we're here. And so I would encourage you that if you're very stressed out about your life, it's time to refocus on examining your faith in God and spirit and, and angels in whatever way that you want to call that higher realm. I believe, I know in my spirit that there is an eternal realm that we all are always a part of and let that breathe back into your spirit. If you are watching this video and you're contemplating suicide, you're loved. I know that a lot of you have things that you're going through that I'll not understand because I'm not in your shoes. Do seek professional people. Share it with somebody. Uh, Jacob himself is a licensed social worker. Uh, you know, you can always reach out to me at Divine Spark Ministries on a contact form. But here's a kind of a deep question, Jacob. What if someone says to you, Jacob, if there's life after death and it's better than this, why shouldn't I kill myself right now? I, I would say, you know, that the beauty of this lifetime is is in finding the light and darkness, is remembering that. And the more that we're able to identify that and align with that, the more higher and evolved that we become. I think within each lifetime, and I know Edgar Casey speaks about this, so much of the craving of coming to this earth was its polarity of this high divine dimensional being that we are. And so through every through this earth, we are to make this in a holy experience to transform the mundane into sacred. And it's a, and it's a window of opportunity. I always say heaven is always there, but it's always here. We just have to sometimes open up our eyes and see the magnitude you know, of what we're going through. And, and to recognize that much like any other component or facet of growth, you know, it requires we didn't come here necessarily to suffer. We came here to expand. And depending mm -hmm. on how you look at that, That's uh, we, good. We, we came here to become a greater, more expansive version of the divinity of ourselves. And so, Beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, Alan Watts and his teachings used to say, we will all feel pain, but we all do not have to suffer. And meaning about uh, your mental anguish, about what you're attaching to what you're going through. You know, I know a lot of people are sick in their body uh, and have health issues. And so a lot of healthy people can't relate to why you would want to just end it when you're in so much pain. And I'm not going to judge that. I've gone through my own health issues. And, and I'll just say a prayer of support for all of those in health issues. Um, but one of the reasons why I love what Jacob said is we're here to expand. You know, years ago, I did a post, uh, a blog. Someone even asked me to turn it into a book. And it says, uh, the question is, why are we on earth? And the answer was, because angels can't have sex. 
<laughs> Meaning, now I don't know. Maybe the angels can have sex. That's that wasn't the point. The point is, there. This earth is a physical earth. So even though on the other side, where we know things automatically, we know things in love. Like some people are saying, I want all that love, all that joy, all that peace. Yes, we desire all that, but you don't grow in joy, peace, and love until you actually do the opposite of having to go through trials, tribulations, and sorrows. So it's actually coming on earth that we are, we prove these spiritual messages that our souls are being taught on the other side. So it's like the person that's learning to swim and they swim with floaters on for a while, this and that, and they're like, okay. It's time for you to take the floaters off and swim and prove to me, the life instructor, that you know how to swim. And so this earth, even though it can feel like we're drowning sometimes, really you have all the lessons you ever need inside your soul. Spirit is always there. There's a ton of uh, wisdom already uh, for you to read in books and talk to people like Jacob that can help guide you on this, this journey. But you're here as a physical person because there are things that you will not feel in heaven or on the other side in a more practical application. Our soul grows through experience. Up in heaven or in the other dimensions, we have an automatic bliss and automatic different things. But the true growth of expansion what comes when we get off of that recliner, comes when we get out of that comfort zone and get back into the physical plane. And, yeah, yeah. No, that's... I love the analogy of swim. I always say we could get a PhD in swimming, but until we're in the actual pool, you know, it's hard to really tell. And so on the other side, there's complete pure wisdom. And when we get here, some people drink less of the waters of forgetfulness, as Plato would allude to. Um, Some, you know, have more recall or some type of experiences. But whatever have you, it's an opportunity. Because as eternal beings, when you cross over to the other side, you're around beauty, you are loved beyond com- comprehension, but you don't just carry something different. You carry yourself in an expanded awareness. And so you could have, you could be this really wealthy guy with a beautiful home, but if inside, right, you don't, you have stuff, it's very hard to enjoy that palace long-term or that home. And so, I mean, that's that's a that's an interesting way to look at it, where heaven is always there, but once we really embody that which what we are, we're able to really be in that place. We vibrate to that place. And so I think of vibrational frequencies and where we're constantly in this earth realm vibrating at that high frequency. There's not much of a carryover when we cross over and we're able to come to that high realm of God and maybe transition on to another dimension or a guide. But I would say is you never know the meaning of your own pain. Mm, Again, you think about it, it's temporary, but it's. I learned that this life so much is not about your own suffering. It's about making something out of it, not just when we're here, but when we're long gone. And so when we think about it, we're potential guides in this body, right? And so for us to overcome some of those highways, we have the credentials and the criterion to help out those souls that we choose to from our own direct experiences, on, on this plane. And so there's just so much from this lifetime that's just beyond death. There's an eternal ramification of it. That's I want I want every I want everyone to tweet on Facebook right now. Tweet Jacob L. Cooper. If you're on Twitter, tweet it yeah. on Twitter. And and that is you never know the meaning of your own pain. And 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 I would add to that, give your pain some meaning. 
your pain may take some health, it may take a relationship, it may take some other things, but you can get you can take from that pain and give to others, give to yourself, give to this planet. And so, but I love that you don't know the meaning of your own pain, meaning a lot of things is hindsight, 2020 on the other side. You know, Jacob, I tell people my sister-in-law died of cancer. She died of cancer believing that God was going to heal her up to her last breath. And uh, God did heal her. She's in no cancer now. And someone say, oh, that's just a, that's just a, 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 I don't know, they're trying to say I'm taking a cheap shot, an easy way. God didn't really heal her. I won't tell. I said this last week. I'll say it again. You're better off mentally, physically, spiritually, believing in your healing, believing in faith, believing in the power of goodness, and still having to die with a disease than not believing. Mm -hmm. Because that not believing is going to kill something much more than your body. It's going to kill your spirit. And so it's better to go ahead, even if you're not seeing all the results of law of attraction or positive thinking, trust me, you are seeing results. You're seeing results. It's lifting your spirit up. It's keeping you in a better frame of mind. It's keeping your immune system up. Whether that means that you get to live longer or you pass on into bliss, I promise you, it's never Pollyanna to be a person of faith. That's my my preaching. Amen. We could temporarily have something, but I think really when about this practice is to focus on who we truly are, mm. which is so much more. And it's a part of our story, certainly, um, you know, in our growth, in our lifetime, in our chart. But we are so much more, you know, than that temporary pain or something like that. And so if anyone's going through anything medical, you know, and, and I'm so glad you shared your sister story and journey uh, there's a wonderful book out there, but her name is Anita Morjani. It's called Dying to Be Me. And this is a story of someone who I believe was kind of terminal with cancer as well, too. And she had a near-death experience. And she beat every odd possible and recovered from the doctors. And she's, you know, running a 1,000 miles an hour now and teaching all over the world. And actually, Wayne Dyer at the time had cancer. And he heard of Anita's story. She was in Hong Kong at the time. And he said, fly her out there. I want I want to help Anita and I want to work with her. And so Wayne was Anita's mentor. And she spoke to Wayne so closely, you know, when he had cancer about really the power of our own thought and faith and how that really allows us ultimate freedom past, you know, the, the prisoner of suffering that we can have. And we're able to dance in the rain. We're really able to really take a take a lot of freedom in this experience so highly recommend for anyone going through any type of physical ailment to check out anita's book or in books like she's she's phenomenal yeah. you know i really love that where you talked about working on your eternal essence yes we all have bills to pay we all have goals and dreams but this life is just temporary do the best in it give it all you got but don't neglect your spirit don't neglect your walk with spirit don't neglect your spiritual faith you know there's um just just a lot of i'm gonna say this i'm going to be a psychic right now ready okay all of you are gonna die sometime in the future i predict all of you are gonna die now that may sound a little depressing but folks sometimes we are so fixated on making sure that this life stretches out and that's fine but i get that but the bottom line Even if COVID-19 didn't happen, millions will die every year. 
And I'm not telling you not to take care of your health, but what I'm saying is you will live better if you have an exit strategy. And what I mean is not a suicide strategy, but a strategy of how are you facing death? How are you coming to terms with your fact that you're just immortal? And how are you, uh, what do you believe about? And if you don't know what you believe, then it's time to really start listening to your intuition, your spirit, asking God, show me what this is beyond here so I can get busy living and not get so afraid of people's approval or not be so worried if I'm going to do everything perfect. And I can just actually have more fun down here. See, I told my brother today we have a situation uh, with the customer service not being very service oriented. Hmm. And I said to him, we can get all upset and angry, but getting upset and angry when there's a problem doesn't make the problem go away. And so you might as well try to find peace and try to even laugh to yourself and say, five years from now, what is this? And most of the time, even before that, you can say, and I said it on the Jimmy Mack Healing Show, and I will say it again right now, all things work together for my good for my favor, for my highest potential, even the things that I can't see right now that are devastating in in the eyes of eternity, when this starts playing out a little longer, I'm going to see it was even in my favor. Don't you kind of feel that way, Jacob? Well, I know Luis Hay is smiling down on you right now with your (laughs) words. Jeremy, that that is beautiful. She would love every part of you. Uh, She was a phenomenal woman. And that's so needed right now. I mean, what's happening, like anything else, is up to personal interpretation. And I think if we're able to have wisdom and and look at it from our spirit spirit eyes and not our face value human eyes, you know, we could see so many layers of this COVID thing. But the one silver lining that I have is an expanded, expedited version of reality. We're in a sense that people now, as death faced them, just as it faced me as a young guy, we sometimes take this body for granted. And it's not just young kids that think they're not invisible, but invincible. That too. Uh, but it, 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 it's true that, yes, we technically don't die, but we you know, leave this body behind at a certain time. That's the one you know, fact. Um, and so I think really it's about what do we want to become? You know, what, why are we here? What is, this, what is this about? You know, how could we take this life, you know, if that's the case and live each and every day like it was their last. But it, it's funny to use the term death when I hear that. It's, you know, death means done, nothing. Finality. That's why I love what Raymond said where he said, not life after death, but life after life. Amen. It's, it's a rebirth. It's an awakening. That that's that's here, and we carry over all our relationships in the in the waves of consciousness and the ripple effects that people like yourself and and Tiffany and everyone else that are really making a difference and change in each and every person's life. And it comes back to we just don't know what that show did, what that war did, but you know, as as servants and as as people who are are beings of God, we put our head down and we don't focus on. You know, the accolades or whatever Amen. happened, you know. So. That's, the, that's, the, that's the first Hindu teaching, the he, teaching of Dharma, meaning you just do the work and not worry about the rewards. Yeah. The work itself is a reward. And I know a lot of people don't believe that, but it is. Uh, you know, Jacob, I just love everything you're talking about. Um, 
And I know Tiffany is so proud of you. Why don't you tell uh, Tiffany, for those that are watching, she's the producer of Higher Realms. She's also produces many other shows called the Goldilocks Production Channel that you're watching on Facebook and YouTube right now. Uh, but Jacob was a... Uh, uh, has known Tiffany for years. I'll give you a second to give her some props. Yeah. My Jewish background wanted to say I'm a Talmud of Tiffany. So Talmud means student. So when I, when you have that word that has so much meaning, sometimes you speak in another lingo to describe its essence. But, but Tiffany and I connected in my early college years. Uh, we had a mutual healer friend of ours that connected us and we just really hit it off. And I did a whole intuitive training at her home and we just had so such common ground. And she's been there with me from day one for my first website that I had with her um, from supporting every part of my journey, whether that was, you know, Reiki training or intuitive development training. But she was re a real cheerleader for myself and so many others to really I look at Tiffany as almost like this person who just, you just want to bang your chest and just kind of get out there and, and, and send your message. She's a cheerleader for, and champion for so many. Um, and, and I'm fortunate to have angels like herself. And I know we were speaking about this earlier when I was doing a training at her home. I heard this loud, powerful, confident voice. I said, who is that? And Tiffany showed a book and it had the, the pen on it or the pencil. Mm -hmm. And it was you. <laughs> I, I, I love this man. I love his confidence. I love his fire. I wish, you know, people had one a thousandth of that. The world would be a much different place than that. But, you know, I'm glad you're setting an example for what's possible within this experience and, and as a guide and as a teacher. So I'm just blessed to call you guys family. You are family. And, and everyone out there, you know exactly what he's talking about. People that are not related by blood, but they're related by spirit, which is which is many times uh, a lot thicker than blood. In uh, any ways, I'm looking forward to Jacob's book that's going to be coming out. Well, let's put Jacob's website back on there for everyone to see. He does a lot of uh, different healing modalities, and he does past life regression and a book coming out very soon about his NDE experience. Do you want to check out that website, jacoblcooper.com? I'm so glad he's in the house. And real quickly, um, oh, Tiffany's saying, oh, I got goosebumps. She's crying happy tears. And yeah. if, anybody, if anybody knows Tiffany, she is an angel of light. She's like a mother to everybody. She just she just loves everybody. Her love heals everybody. And, um, you know, what's interesting, let's move a little bit over to past life regressions again. Um, I'm a believer in past life regression. Now, I came from a religion that did not believe. Well, I'll rephrase that. The majority of the religion didn't believe it because they didn't see it in, you know, some of the Christian Bible, but I can still give you scriptures in the Bible that are still there that they didn't take yeah. out. That's yeah. I'm going to give you one because I get people hit me all the time. When they asked Jesus, they said, you can't be the Messiah because the scripture says Elias must first come and prepare the way. Jesus said, if you can handle it, John the Baptist is Elias. Then we go on. Meaning Elias has already been dead for 2,000 years. He's saying John the Baptist is the reincarnate soul of Elias. Then we go on and it says about Jesus. Uh, Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And they all said, some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're one of the other prophets. Jesus never corrected them and say, oh, that's heresy. 
he did ask him and say, well, who do you say? And they say, thou art the Christ. The point is this, in the Jewish customs, especially mm -hmm. the mystical size, had, had, did believe in reincarnation. And before a lot of that was taken out of the Bible, it was still there. And so, um, you know, people would ask, well, I'm in this life. So what, why, why even worry about the other lives? Uh, why would someone seek a past regression with you, Jacob? You know, it's, it's amazing. First of all, it's amazing what you're saying with how all these belief systems started out of spirituality and they turned into religion. Yeah. You, know, you go with the Council of Constantinople and it's, you know, in Judaism, Kabbalistic teachings, you know, all these had power and control to take group thought and override that over individual connection to the, that, which is what we are. Um, but to, to echo your question, wh why would people... Um, have a past life regression. Well, what I would say is, um, you know, as a therapist, I noticed that people will come into my office and there's just a part of us that has some unexplained tendency or or pattern or family dynamic. And I'll give an example. Um, sometimes you could be with a parent and say, why am I with someone who feels like a son to me? Or you're with a partner and why does that feel like something else? And so what it does is it gives you some guidance because sometimes we tend to replay, not even recognizing some of those patterns that we have uh, and settling for, for people who you might have been involved with in other lifetimes that aren't really most suitable for this lifetimes because we're a creature of habit and we're a creature of comfort zones. And so sometimes without even knowing, we'll gravitate to that old energy. And that sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes we're meant to bring in the new for holding on to too much of the old. It's like if you have all these old trees in a forest, it'll be so saturated and not, there's not enough room from that old tree and decay for a new tree to come up in space. And so if every person would be here on this planet standing, there'd be no space. And so there's a cycle with people coming to our lives, you know, and, and, and their room for what their purpose is. And so I would say if, if it's psychological, if it's even physical, it's not a replacement, but a supplement. Um, if it's even family and social, there's so many different angles that could have unexplained answers towards, you know, your questions or unresolved issues that could help you on your path. And we want to know is that we are always continuing. You know, this body is just all just like this shirt. It's just clothing. This physical body is just an outfit. When I die, I'll take it off, but I'll be reborn again, and I'll put on a new outfit. But the, I'm still the the soul of me, the spirit of me, the 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 thoughts of me that's going into that new outfit. My soul. A lot of people think, and I know there's some of the ancient teachings that you know we completely dissolve. I I'm I'm a believer that you keep a part of your essence, and so. Um, but with that being said, uh, there are definitely things called karmic relationships. These are usually uh, people that you just hit it off the bat with. You feel a strong connection. You can't explain it. A lot of times this is falling in love in first sight. Uh, mm -hmm. If you would like to know if you have a karmic relationship with your partner or uh, if somebody in your family is, you can go to my website. If you'll throw that up, Tiffany, please, DivineSparkMinistries.com. And in that DivineSparkMinistries.com, uh, you can reach out for a contact session. I do a whole compatibility reading on uh, karmic relationships. I'm a believer, and uh, Linnell's right, and she says past lives are tools for us now uh, for lessons or tools that we can improve on this life. Why do I believe in past lives? 
Well, it's a personal experience for me. Uh, I was that, like I said, before I branched out into spirituality, I came from a much more conservative religion and that didn't believe in these things. But what's I like what Jacob said. He's not doing wishful thinking. He's basing a lot of his information on direct experience. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, if you all the mystics, that's what every mystic and every religion and every school of branch thought is that you could have a direct experience with the divine. If you haven't, I say, tell the Lord, tell God, tell your angel, tell higher power, give me a direct experience with you that I know that this is my higher self. And it will begin to deal with you and show you things that will help you uh, with your higher self. There is a question from CV. CV, I'm going to get you. I'm going to tell you the question now, Jacob. I'm going to give you a second to answer it because I'll tell my story. Um, her question is, is it better to get a past life regression or do an ash, how do you say that, ashic record reading? Akashic record, yeah. Go, go ahead. You can answer that, buddy. You know. Yeah. Well, I say both. <laughs> um, what I would say is it depends. With, with the Akashic record reading, I would say in a past life regression, you could have a two-for-one deal. Right, Ooh, do tell. Do you tell. could go back to past lives through Akashic records, and I know some of my clients really do connect to that. Which, for those of you aren't familiar, I know, um, you know, the um, trans channeling psychic medium Edgar Casey would speak very heavily about past lives as well as the Akashic records, and that's really where he got a lot of his, you know, global readings and world readings that he gave in a trance state, as well as, you know, life readings that he gave for people. So that's where he kind of had a lot of these droplets of consciousness from connecting to the Akashic Records, which is basically every thought, deed, and action recorded in the higher etheric realms. And so what I'd say is you could do both in that. But I would say the best thing for growth is I could be telling you something blue in your face, but until you directly experience that, it doesn't stick as well. So we're all, I agree with Jeremy. We're always best through direct experience. Now, the issue that I find is a lot of people try to muscle it because that's the world that we're in. In order to get ahead, we have to break ourselves. We have to go through suffering. We have to go through things. And that's not true. I look at it almost kind of like a gentle chap on your shoulder. It's very gentle, all these things. It's not dense and heavy and so serious. It's very, when you think of vibrations, it's very light. Yes, so it's very easy. It's it's there. Think about it as a kid. You had all this awareness. But as we become an adult, we get very tight, very tense. And so the light is there, but it's hard, almost impossible, if our eyes are covering, if our hands are covering our eyes. And so I think really it's it's retraining ourselves to have that spiritual compass, which is much different than what we're taught here. It's very simple, very easy, very soft, and not a Herculean effort to get there. Hope that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. I had someone ask me the other day, what is the difference between intuition and wishful thinking? And a lot of times the difference between intuition and wishful thinking, wishful thinking after a while is almost forced. You're looking to read into things. So it's good. You're become desperate, fancier. Just a very sabotaging too. Absolutely. If you really wanted something, you knew how to get it. But I think yeah. people just want to say, I told you so. Yeah. They're afraid to 
try something different or, or, or open up. And that's a common fear, you know, to experience letting go. We're yeah. not taught that. We're taught to hold. We're taught to, you know, be tight. We're taught to be this possessive person, being that just holds not just material, but all the stuff that is held in the physical, you know, in our body. So letting go is, is foreign in our culture. It's not it, saying it is. We're not taught wealth is the art of letting go. We're taught wealth is about attainment. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's different. With intuition, it's like Jacob said, it's very light. It's like a still small voice. It's just very subtle. Yeah. Uh, it may get a little louder if, if, if you're not listening, but it just yeah. keeps coming back. It yeah. just like, yeah. You're not even thinking about it. It just, once again, it floats into your head. And it just, be, and when you follow spirit mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're not resisting, things just begin to fall into place. And that's where peace comes. You can have a peace about a decision to know its spirit when it starts falling into place and you're not forcing it and you're not pushing it. And and your problems, a lot of times when we're resisting our problems, that's, again, trying to force a solution. And some things is uh, better off to relax. And what Jacob is saying is relaxing is the really the key to spiritual growth. And you so you need to do meditation, worship, prayer, things that help you to release things into the timing of God and divine spirit. So we got a, a 10 more minutes, but the reason why I uh, believe in past life regression is I had a direct experience with this because I had kept having some nightmares and I wanted to be able to, to see a hypnosis to figure out what was going on with these reoccurring nightmares. Mm-hmm. And um, the hypnosis, I gave him permission to actually do a past life regression on me and uh, his name was actually Asher Fox. He's out in Orlando, Florida. If you're in Orlando, Florida, look up Asher Fox. He's the real deal. Um, in that past life regression, I vividly became a peasant woman in the 1600s in France. And I, I, I saw how I looked. I saw my little shack. I saw where I was. And then I remember reliving a brutal rape by one of the noblemen. Hmm. And then after the noblemen had left, uh, I, I discovered that I was pregnant and, but the baby gave me joy because out of something so evil, I was going to have this precious, beautiful life. And so I was looking forward to giving birth to this child. Well, on the day that I gave birth to the child and the child, uh, I gave birth to it, the nobleman come crushing in and, and ripped the child from my hands. And I said, that's my baby. That's my baby. You can't take my baby. He says, you're poor and you're not fit to raise this child. I'm rich and I'm a noble and he'll be better off with me. And so he stole my baby and left. And so very vivid, very vivid, very real. And and I was like, well, why, what is that experience teaching me today? Well, I deal, even as a soul coach, I deal a lot with uh, sexual trauma. In fact, my book, Your Soul Story, deals a lot with child molestation, rape, and different other things. And that's a heavy, heavy topic. But many things, many times I get women that will email me, call me after a session and say, you were the first man I ever felt comfortable talking to. You were the first gentleman that I could ever be a coach because there was so much trauma of being around men gender that they didn't feel safe. But I was able to bring a safety to them in this male body to explore a very sensitive area. 
Why am I able to do that? Why is there such a sensitivity, a, 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 a compassion, an empathy where a lot of men couldn't understand it? I'm coming directly from my own experience in the 1600s as having that been done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and I don't share that very often, but, um, you know, nothing is lost. If we're learning one thing that the soul is forever, we're also learning that no experience is a loss. It will always come out to your benefit to you mm-hmm. in either it now or in a future life. Um, so there's that. Anyways, we got a few more a few more uh, uh, minutes here, Jacob. I would love uh, for you to any other thoughts that are on your mind, anything else that you want to share. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about your book. What's this book? The tide. Uh, what you can share about that, so we can look forward to that coming out. I'm sure. You know, my book. Um, I, I feel very blessed and fortunate to be, you know, in this position. It's it's with a publishing company out in Southern California called Waterside Productions. And I'm very blessed to have a wonderful agent named Bill Gladstone, you know, who's helping me out. Uh, but the book is really about much more than just a near-death experience. Um, I think the goal of it is is not to pedestal my experience, but to recognize within us is, is a divine. And my experience, I think, hopefully could could speak to what's going on now, that when we're having the depths of darkness or a shakeup, just as it happened to me, to my own body, you know, it's happening right now when that when that suffering, you know, is there and a world that we were living in that we can no longer go on to, we have the choice to hold on to that suffering or to open up or embrace, you know, the world of spirit and really channel it and, and bring it forward into this world. And so I think there's an unknown component, but would we rather be living in something that we knew and we were just kind of running in circles or to create something different? Wayne Dyer would say, I would rather live 90 years in one year, 90 times. Um, you know, and so I think really the point of the, going into this next year, much like from your experience, is, is what are we creating from what we're given? And that is the divine in our in ourselves. If you look at the cycles of seasons from winter to spring, you know, you look at the cycles of death from decay, rebirth, just as you have. And and so just from suffering, we're able to really bring forward a lesson or wisdom. And from our own struggles that we're all one and connected, we're able to pass that baton to someone who is in those shoes. And so through that, there's an individual and a collective lack of separation through this collective experience. And we're all helping out each other where the me is really working with the we. And I think that's the goal is to take away this small identity and holding on to suffering and to make this a collective effort to uplift and to take away those barriers that we we see. You know, Jacob, I'm going to tell everyone you need to rewatch this show slower, pause it, because Jacob's dropping so many bombs, so many truth bombs. Uh, it's just just phenomenal. You know, Robin McGuire says something. I got a few more minutes. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin says, uh, holy moly, I was raped and choked to death in one of my past lives, and I cannot stand clothing around my neck. I get choked. Robin, 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 man, you're 100% right. Now, like, I'm not, I, if anyone wants to buy me clothing, I hate this right here. This is just your normal neck. I prefer V-neck because in my past life, when I was with that situation, I was being choked too. I, I hate anything tight around my neck. 
this explains a lot of phobia. Some of you are terrified of water. Some of you are terrified of, of, of different things. That's kind of like what Jacob was talking about when suffocating when he was three. Probably has, you know, problems when, when he feels like he can't breathe at different times. So, you know, right there, a little bit about some of your phobias can be explained real easily from a past life regression uh, session with someone such as Jacob. Yes, yes, that's that's my greatest joy, you know, is, is someone coming back to me and being able to take some of that weight that they were holding on for thousands of years and now come into a new. And I think that's the goal of each and every day is, is to let go and being able to enter the day, you know, with the eyes and curiosity of a newborn child. Because otherwise, if we're holding on to all this stuff, we're recreating, we're going on autopilot. And I think that's the beauty, if you ask me, of this lifetime is is not to recreate the suffering and the pain and relive it, but to look at life through the observer and to be open uh, and, you know, and recreate. Uh, we're not here to suffer. We're here to transform. I think that's yes. what life is about. And I would always tell people, if you want to transform, serve. Find somewhere to serve yeah. humanity. Uh, you know, I know when we're problems, problems, problems in front of our face, Sometimes the best thing you can do is to stop thinking about your problem is to encourage somebody else in their situation. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and that's, you know, one of my favorite quotes uh, is from Kilbrand, the prophet. He said, I dreamt that life was uh, all a joy. And then I woke up and saw that life was nothing but service. So I began to serve and my life became nothing but joy. And so really find people out there that you can uh, uh, really uplift. We're going to take just one last question and then we're going to uh, wrap it up. John, John uh, asked, right after your NDE, how was going to sleep? How was going to sleep? Yeah, meaning probably do you have difficulty sleeping or do you remember? Oh. Well, what I would say is I never quite went to sleep. There you I go. Not to. There you, um, go. you know, I think really there's a uh, there's a slow hypnosis that happens when we're on this world in a slow trance where some people get away from the spirit and, and enter this kind of conveyor belt. And I think really once you connect to that eternal part, uh, you can never truly go to sleep. You can never truly rest. We're always awakened, you know, and, and full of life. And, and if we're not, we try to repivot back to that point. So that's the goal for each and every one of us. Yeah. I got 10 seconds. Jacob, it has been an absolute honor to have you. Everyone go to his website, Jacob L. Cooper. Get a session with him. Look for his book. We'll have him back here on Higher Realm. See you next Tuesday. Namaste. I'll see you guys. Thank you. Bless. <laughs> yeah. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments. Then head over to the Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel. With the huge selection of shows, the fun doesn't have to end. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.